0: Thanks for joining us today on the Centerpoint podcast coming from the Loft on Main in Danville, Kentucky. For more information, check us out at centerpointdanville.com. Wow, let's give God a hand praise for that worship. <laughs> Never, ever ending reckless love of God. Come on, y'all, we can do better than that. How many of y'all glad he left the 99? How many of y'all glad he left the 99? Do y'all realize what that means? That means he cared enough about You that he was willing to leave the 99. So I'm glad he left the 99 for this little country boy. I'm so glad that he left the 99. Are y'all excited about what he's done for y'all? For us, right? We lost an hour, but we thank God, right? Amen, we're still here. We're still here. I'm pumped up, y'all. I am pumped up, so I am so glad. For what he's done for the night, but but, but before I go on with it, you know he'll he'll climb the mountain, he'll kick down the wall, he'll light up the shadow. But I'm glad he'll get down in the valley and the gutter too. Oh. Amen. Amen. Cause that's where I was. But he loved me so much it didn't matter. He gave himself away, y'all. That's something to get excited about. Amen. I'm fired up for Jesus. Come on, saints. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, y'all, I guess y'all ready, huh? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? I'm ready, amen. So, Jason covered last week, uh, you know, he tried to sing A Man in the Mirror. He left a little Michael Jackson for us, but I could do that, but I'm not, amen. (laughs) Do a little moonwalk, little man in the mirror, but that's not where we're going today, amen. We're talking about distorted view because, uh, yeah, there's a lot of distorted views out there about what what this means. So, we're going to get started today. But today we're focused on uh, what distorted views look like. The one thing I can think of that is mirror that is distorted, maybe a cracked mirror. Have you ever seen a cracked mirror? Because if you look in a cracked mirror, like for me, if this mirror was cracked, I would see three to four to five different images of me. It all depends how many cracks. And that's so much in us. There, there, there's a way that's so, there's so much distortion where we only see certain things or we look at certain things and it's a distorted view. Maybe when you drive by a store and the image is blurry. But what about the mirror that you find in the circus or a fun house? Maybe maybe it makes you look fat. Maybe it makes you look skinny. I could use a little bit of that today, looking a little skinnier. You know, amen, praise God. Maybe it makes your legs look short or make you really round. Y'all ever looked at one of those, been to the circus, saw one of those? Today, but we dive into God's word, what we do when we Investigate the mirror. What do we do when we really look at the mirror and we see that reflection back? What do we really see? Does something look distorted to you? What do you see when you look in the mirror? Is something out of balance? Is something out of balance? Or is it Or is it just not right? Maybe it is right, maybe not. Last week, we set the groundwork for the whole series by saying what really matters is when you investigate the mirror, all that matters is Jesus appointed you and that is enough. If you really know Jesus, if, if you've had that encounter with the Master, and I'm talking about Jesus, I'm talking about Jesus, I'm not talking about... Man made rules, church rules. I'm talking about if you have really had the encounter with a Savior, that's all that matters. And I believe we are here today because we've had that encounter with Him and we know who He is. Holy Spirit, as we dive into the Word today, I pray right now that every heart is receptive to the Word of God. Holy Spirit, speak to us. Don't let us leave this place the same, in Jesus' name. When you look in the mirror, what do you see? We've all have seen different things, unexpected things, but what do you see? Last week, we see where Paul communicated to these people from Galatia in the book of Galatians 1. Paul is warning them to see what has happened. And a little background, if you know about Galatia, there were some Judaizers in the church, and they were trying to, number one, they were trying to prove that Paul wasn't an apostle. That's number one. They was, there was false teachers that were talking against the apostle Paul. But the other was Judaizers were trying to say to be converted to Christianity, you have to follow the law. They had a distorted view. They, had, they wanted to add more to what Christ had already done. When he, as last week when Jason shared what he'd done in the cross, he said it is finished. It was finished. He accomplished what he wanted to do through the Father so that we could have a right to be reconciled back to God. What he did, I'm glad for our big brother Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm glad I don't have to work at it no more because what he done, he did it and it's settled. It's finished. But in Galatians 1, 6, and 7, this is what the Apostle Paul said. I am shocked that you are turning away so soon from God who called you to himself through the love and mercy of Christ. Aren't you glad God called us through the love and mercy of Jesus Christ? You are falling a different way that pretends to be the good news. But it is not the good news at all. You are being fooled by those who deliberately twist the truth concerning Christ. Now, that's amazing. They, they were in the church, they were trying to twist the truth that had already been accomplished in Christ. Basically, they were saying to be saved, you had to be, for the male members, they had to be circumcised. But I'm glad you don't have to have rules to be saved. Amen. We accept what Jesus Christ has done on the cross for us. Uh, uh, and and uh, I like kind of what the New King or the, the authorized version in that seven verse, it says they would pervert the gospel of Christ. And there's a lot of people that are perverting the gospel of Christ. You know, if you don't do this, if you don't do that, you can't be saved. I mean, we had to follow so many rules. I mean, I got tired of following all the rules but I really never experienced because I had a distorted view of what it meant to be to know Jesus Christ. I did. I was raised in a church and I had this distorted view. I thought if I did this, 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 I would be more saved. You know, forget the Baptists because they truly ain't Pentecostal, so they ain't saved. Amen. I'm telling y'all, this is what I truly believed because I had a distorted view of what my religion had taught me. But thanks be to God. Thanks, Thank God for the mercy of Jesus Christ, right? I feel like standing up, Jason. <laughs> all right, man, I, I'm not ready. And I'm not ready to go, all right, praise. But when we have a new experience, you know, we all in, we get excited. How many of y'all remember when you first came to Jesus Christ? You're excited, right? We was on fire, man. We could take a water pistol and blow out the flames of hell. We were so excited, you know? But what happens after a few months? What happens? What what, what happens after a couple of years? Has has it faded away? Has, has Has it faded away? Are you still excited about what Jesus Christ has done for you? Were you so excited? You know because he's in you, you can change your life through him, right? Where are we? Where are we? With a new worse off, what happens? What happened? Y'all talk, all right. So if y'all talk back to me, the quicker I'll move, all right? And we'll be done in 15 minutes. <laughs> we'll be done in 15 minutes, all right. Jobs, cars, sports, after months, it fades. What about our faith? Oh, how many of y'all still on fire? Come on, come on, y'all talk to me, center point. How many of y'all still over? How many of y'all so excited about what he's done for you? Your faith is still strong. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, now, now, all right, all okay, right, I'm getting ready. Mail the Holy Ghost, all right, praise God. Because many of us in this, in this distorted view, we're comfortable sitting right here, and this is enough. Oh, we're here to challenge you today because there's a distorted you. The Lord wants us to be on fire for him because we know because our lives have changed. The power of God that is working through us can change somebody else's life. But many of us are comfortable sitting in the seats. And you know, that's a distorted view of religion, though. We haven't even got to the main point of religion. Religion said, if I just come to Sunday, if I just sit here, if I just sing my two worship songs. It begins to fade it begins to fade I've done my religious duty I've showed up at 1045 we've done our two songs we had the intro to the video we had to welcome we sang two more songs we hear the word we've done our religious duty it begins to fade it begins to fade it begins to fade Paul says you, are, you pretend to be the good news, but that's not good news. Because if we're pretending, we're faking it. Oh, yeah, I faked it for a long time. Can I tell on myself? Say, yeah, James, tell on yourself. Say, yeah, James, tell on yourself. Because see, that what religion did for me. I, I, you know, y'all know my story. Y'all know my story, how I was raised in the church. But because of the pain and the suffering that I had, I created a distorted view of the man in the mirror. I had to be, I, I mean, you know, nobody can know James had some issues in the church, right? Because of this sexual abuse and the struggle that I had, questioning my sexuality, nobody could ever know that in the church now. No, 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 because you go to hell for that. Nobody could know in the Air Force. And sure enough, nobody could know in my family. So I distorted this view of what religion. Religion told me to fake it till I made it. But one day I had an encounter with the master. Oh, glory to God. And I said, it doesn't matter anymore. No matter what I've been through, no matter what you've been through, Jesus Christ is here to set you free and you don't have to live a lie. You can be free. No more distorted views. No more distorted views. And, and, and as we talk about this, listen, nothing should be based outside of the word of God and what Christ has already done. Nothing, nothing. Your, your experience, the things that we share in this, this faith walk, nothing should be outside of the word or, or, or what Christ has already done. And that was the problem in the church of Galatia. They were trying to add to what Christ had already done, but thank God it was finished on the cross. When he got up from the grave, as Jason was that resurrected Sunday morning when he got up from the grave, it was already done. Can I get an Amen? Amen. Can I get an Amen? Amen. It was already done. It was finished. So when my church said I couldn't play sports, that made me, you know, that made me a little better. Or when my church said I couldn't wear short pants. Or my church said we couldn't go to the movies and do all these things because they were all worldly pleasures. Showing up better not drink. Better not get your drink on, amen, praise God. <laughs> Come on, y'all, Let's, you better not do that. You destined for hell for sure. Or women couldn't wear makeup. Women couldn't wear All these rules. We thought we were better, but I realized when we set all them rules, we became more judgmental. Because if you didn't do it the way we did it in the Pentecostal Church of God, sanctified, fire baptized, Holy Ghost filled church, you were nothing. But thanks be to God, right? Come on, saints. Thanks be to God. What Jesus did had already been done, and can't nobody else do it. Sometimes religion, not Christianity, not the Methodist, not the Baptist, not the church of God in Christ, but religion, the way we do things distort the good news and we fool ourselves by thinking we are following Christ, but the truth is, it's far from God. Yeah. It's far from God. When we try to add to it, when we try to say you got to do this, that, that, and another, when we begin to try to add, it distorts what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. That reckless love, that mountain that he climbed to get to you, that shadow that he light up to get to you, that line that he tore down to get to you, that was him doing that. And the good thing about it, and I'm so glad, Gabe, that we can't do anything to Aaron anyway. You know, and one of the most things that religion says that you got to clean yourself up first before you get to God. You ever heard that? You ever heard that? You know, and that's an excuse that a lot of people, you know, I, I don't have nothing to wear. Uh, I got to get my life right. No, come to him just as you are because he's already did it and it's finished. Can I get an amen? amen? All right, all right. I ran a reference off that. Galatians 3.1, I don't think I put it in my notes either. But look at this, religious rules, law versus spirit. And that was the issue in the Galatian church. I mean, I think I made a post on my Facebook this week. I changed my little cover photo. And it said, "Redeem from the curse of the law. I am so glad that there's no law that can make us save. Amen. Jesus' blood already did that. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Redeemed from the curse of the law. Every, every law. Every law in that verse that Jesus nailed it to the cross, everything that was against us as human beings, he nailed it to the cross. God was in Christ reconciling us back to him. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new and he has reconciled us back to God through the cross. To the cross, l- l- let me read this real quick. Let me re- re- read this real quick. Galatians three one and three. Oh, foolish Galatians, who have bewitched you? Actually, Paul said that the people that were trying to do this in the church at Galatians, to try to prove that religion was better than Christ, they had been bewitched. He called them fools. Oh, foolish Galatians who have bewitched you. It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you only this. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by hearing of faith? What we receive is through faith. We believe that he rose again. We believe that he died. We believe through faith that he made this. And that religion doesn't do that. It's about a relationship through faith. Can I get an amen? Bottom line today is, listen to this. Religion distorts what I see in the mirror into something that is unrecognizable. I was sharing uh, at a VIP this morning one day my wife looked at me, we had been going through some, we was going through marriage counseling. Uh, we had just went through this ordeal where I had really come clean and I began begin to talk about my abuse and my sufferings and the struggles that I was having with that. And we had been through marriage counseling and one day she looked at me, she said, James, you know, you sure are religious. And I was offended. I was really offended because you know what I realized when I looked in the mirror, I was really religious. I was, I was one of those people, I was, because see I knew how to do all the rules. I knew how to do all the church things. You know, back in, in the culture that I grew up, we had testimony service. Lord help us, Jesus. Testimony service. The things that we heard in testimony service. I knew how to testify. Most of it was test the line because we never told the truth. <laughs> I'm just being honest. We never got real because we had a distorted view. We, we, we didn't want nobody to, to to really see what the man in the mirror. We didn't want that. So so you know what? When I looked in the mirror, I realized I was in denial. I realized that James was still falling short, and I had never experienced the reckless love of God. But I'm so glad he climbed that mountain. I'm glad he lit up the shadow for me. I'm glad. I'm glad that that reckless love of God found me. And religion could not do anything about it. Nothing. Now, how many of y'all had some hang-ups? How many of y'all had some habits and some hurts? Come on, can I get a win? Let me see some hands if y'all know that this reckless love of God has found you. And how many of y'all know religion didn't do it? How many of y'all have tattoos? Can I, how many of y'all have a tattoo? How, how many of us have tattoos? We, we got little tattoos. Girl, you know you're going to hell because you got a tattoo, right? <laughs> but see, that's what religion does. That, that's what religion, man, Jesus got a tattoo, right? He got the word of God right, written right on his leg. Amen. I'm going to get me one. Amen. Praise God. But religion keeps us confounded. Religion distorts this view to say you always gotta be that. Maybe you was, maybe you, maybe you did sleep around. Maybe, maybe you did do that, but but that no longer defines you, right? Maybe you did do that every now and then, you know, to get your little blunt on, amen. Praise God. Y'all don't know nothing about that because we all saved, amen. Praise God. <laughs> some of us know about that right some of us know the struggle of immorality we know that we know that but he kicked down that mountain to get to us so that we could experience his reckless love and how many of y'all glad about it maybe you did get a little something, something on the side amen praise God Let's keep it 100. Let's keep it 100. But the reckless, never ending love of God found me right where I was, and religion couldn't do that. Religion wanted me to hide. Religion didn't want me to share my story. I lived in fear and shame. Religion didn't want me to do that. But when I get to telling my story and celebrate recovery, I realize when I open up my mouth and share my testimony, other people can be free and come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So what you going to do? This is the effect. When religion creeps in into our marriage, our jobs, our relationships, our money. Then our relationship with Jesus becomes distorted. Because see, see the law, the thing about the law is you can never fulfill it. It keeps putting more requirements on you. through grace you don't have to worry about trying to add up to it because what Jesus has already what finished it only thing you got to do is receive it only that's the only only thing you got alright how, how many of y'all have been had a little experience with the po-po y'all y'all ever had a little experience with the po y'all know what the popo po is I'm sounding like Medea now alright y'all, y'all know what the popo is right you know and what they asked you, when I was in the courthouse this week, going through the metal detector, and you know my little belt buckle thing went off, the little metal things in my shoes went off. So what they asked me to do, Mr. Hunt, come over here and raise your hands up. Get your hands up. Get, get, get your hands up. But that's the only thing we got to do with this grace and mercy. The only thing we got to do is surrender. Lift those hands up. Lift, lift the hands up, lift your hands up, you know, get your hands up. Y'all don't know nothing about that. <laughs> and when religion does this, it messes everything up. Religion distorts our relationship. Religion distorts our confidence. Oh, uh, how many of y'all confident in him? Oh yeah, our confidence. James will jack you up, I tell you, right now. You might walk up on me one day, I'm like, watch it now. Well, hold up, wait a minute. It affects us. This religion makes it so hard. I lack the confidence. I mean, I, I'm telling, I'm just going to tell on myself, shame the devil so some people can be free. I lived in fear for years, Jason, years in the church. It's sad to be going to church Sunday after Sunday and still bound. It's a sad state, sir, that we come every Sunday and we never free. We come Sunday after Sunday and we're still bound. We still lack the confidence of knowing who we are in Him because of religion. Religion. To know that you are a royal priesthood to know that you are a child of the most high God we are king's kids to know that the greater one greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world to know Jesus said that you would do greater things than I did believe it that that, that Jesus that died and rose again that made a way for us to live free and it's just not for the preacher it's for everyone that has come to him by the mercy and grace of God he has given you the power to be free But many of us lack confidence because we don't know who we are in him. But he said today. March the 11th. 2018. 1151. I've come that you may know who you are so that religion can stop distorting your view of who you are. And you can rise up in power and know that greater is he that is in me than he that is in me. No matter what your past may say. No matter what you've done. I've made a way that we could be free so that people can know about this mercy and grace. So when we leave this place tomorrow, today, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That same Jesus. That that rose him from the dead is in us. So, you know what? Every chance I get, I think I talk too much now. Amen. Praise God. I mean, y'all, y'all, I can talk. Amen. Because now I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the God. I'm not ashamed of what He done. I lived in fear. So, when somebody, when now every chance I get, I want to tell somebody. Because what he's done for James, he can do it for you. You no longer have to be ashamed, right? Can I get an amen? amen? Thank you, Jesus. The last thing: religion distorts our churches. And Jason shared this earlier. 80% of all U.S. churches are in decline or plateaued. Eighty-two, eighty 80 percent, 80 to 82 percent of all of our churches are on a decline or they've plateaued. Because of religion. They refuse to change. They refuse to change. Paul in verse 8 says, let God's curse fall on anyone including us or even an angel from heaven which preaches a different kind of good news than the one we preach to you. I say again that we have said before: if any preaches any other good news than the one you have welcomed, that person is to be a curse. Man, that's that's kind of bold, right? That's some strong words. If even even if an angel tries to change and add something to what Christ has already done, that if, that angel is to be accursed. So, what about all these? I got to think about this stuff. Amen. Oh, man, I couldn't hardly sleep last night. Amen. Praise God. Because, because religion has added so much in some of the circles that I ran in. You know, give $50 for a prayer cloth. That prayer cloth, you know, later prayer cloth, get your healing. Or give $100 to get your blessing. The blessing line. They used to have lines, a $100 line, $500 to get a blessing. Y'all, that stuff goes on. That stuff goes on. I'm telling you, in the church. But see us little Kentucky folk, those little country folk in this small town, we don't know nothing about that. But they distort this view of the gospel. What he's done is free. You don't need to pay no money to get healed. Oh, my God. My God. It's free. Verse 10 says, obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be the servant of Christ. That's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible because who are we trying to please? See, religion wants us to please man. But if you've been changed by the Savior, I'm telling you, I'm not here to please no man. One of the churches I fellowship with, I used to stay in trouble all the time. Can y'all believe that? (laughs) (laughs) Can y'all believe I stayed in trouble in the church all the time? Because see, once once I got free from my religion, I begin to ask questions. And you know a lot of people in church don't want you to ask no questions. Especially those that are in authority. I begin to ask questions. Why are we doing it that way? I got called on the carpet. Brother hun, you ain't supposed to be questioning the pastor. And I told him, y'all can keep my... Because, you know, I've been ordained. I've been got my little minister's license. I told him, y'all can have that back. Because I'm so glad my anointing ain't based on the paperwork. Ah! I told him I would stand out on the steps and still declare the gospel of the truth. Because I felt like I had been deceived. So once I came into the knowledge of the truth, don't be, don't, you say something to me, you better back it up with at least three New Testament scriptures. Because when Jesus did it, he did it once and for all. Can I get an amen? So. Has religion distorted the truth of what matters into something unrecognizable? Many of yes, it has. But we don't have to stay there. Crisis come that we may be free. And how many of you know you're free today? How many of you glad that you're free? Now, my challenge to you is, we wouldn't leave right without a challenge, right? It's how do we live in that freedom So that other people can know. I mean, how how do we get to the point where you know, we used to say, that you know, that you know, that you know. And you're no longer ashamed to say, I've encountered this this Savior, this mercy, and this grace. So therefore, you know what? I'm going to go make a disciple. And as Jason said, man, I'm still thinking about I'm still thinking about the speakers that we had ex, exponential. Because here in India, you know, in America, we got all these lights. We got the screens, we, but they don't have that. So I'm like, Jason, I said, what's the difference then, Sarah? What, what's the difference? What's the difference? What's the difference? They've had that encounter with a Savior. The same Jesus that Paul encountered. The same Jesus that Peter encountered. Changed their lives. And I'm here to tell you today, saints, that that is the same Jesus that we serve. He has not lost any of his power. He is the same Jesus. He is the same Jesus. So I leave you with this today. What I've learned is fear. Satan uses this to trip us up in a way that distorts the truth, in a way that pretends or prevents us from experiencing Jesus. But today, there is hope because he said it is finished. There's hope. There is hope for us to arise and change this world no longer are we slaves to fear no longer are we held hostage by a distortion of what we think but we trust in Jesus to create a new image of who we are in our hearts